0: It is Monday, and uh, it's it's a Monday. <laughs> I, we're back to our regular schedule this week. Welcome, everybody. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am your humble host, sitting in the Gold Press Latinum-plated throne here, deep beneath World Headquarters. says my audio is a little hot okay well I will get into that tin can wait a minute y'all can hear me okay right all right so <laughs> let me get through my usual housekeeping stuff shout out to everybody who is listening to this as a podcast we have uh, people listening all over the world: Mexico, South Korea, Germany, France, the UK, Canada. Good to have all of you with us, and our numbers are our numbers are looking pretty good. ZomPocalypse now is really blowing up. Uh, for those of you who are into the Walking Dead type stuff, uh, ZomPocalypse now is still in production, even though it's not ours anymore. Tim and and Dustin and Curtis are off doing their own thing. Uh, for those of you who are not listening to us, I mean, if you do listen to us as a podcast, you should also check out the uh, <coughs> check out the live video every now and again. We are broadcasting right now live to YouTube, Odyssey, and Twitch, uh, and we'll see how that goes. <sighs> If you're not here with us live, you can leave a comment. You can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. And do consider joining our Discord, the Discord server where people are having conversations, even when I'm not there. And that's fine. Uh, and then, of course, you've got all of the all of the social media stuffs and things. So you can. Yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can connect with us. Except Right now, not the website. Our com is well and truly borked at this point. You can see here. This is this is what you get. There is a fatal error that shows up when uh, when you go to the .dot com. I'm not sure exactly what's happening with this, uh, but we do have our crack IT team. Looking into it, and I'm hoping maybe uh, we can we can get something resolved by middle of the week, uh, late in the week. I mean, it's not it's not a huge earth shattering priority for me because most of the stuff we do is on the is on the TV side, but. Uh, it is, uh, it is a resource and that, that I'd like to have and it's not working and it gets frustrating when it's not working because I don't know how to fix it. Uh, this is, this is stuff that I never learned when I was younger. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of behind the eight ball on this, depending on other people to tell me what to do. It has something as, as far as I can tell, it has something to do with. With the WooCommerce uh, plugins. Now, I I mentioned uh, Friday that last week I had a plan to build out the shop, build out the online store, so you guys could start buying mugs and t-shirts and that kind of thing. If, if you if you're interested in that, and WooCommerce is a plugin that they they have a they have a WordPress plugin. Our our site is based on WordPress template and WooCommerce I had all this stuff set up but it'd been sitting there dormant forever and I hadn't done anything with it and last week I was like okay I'm just I'm going to take the week and I'm going to catch up on a bunch of different things I'm going to go through emails I'm going to book a bunch of guests I'm going to clear out email I'm going to finish my taxes I'm going to get the to get the website updated and get get the to get the shop in 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 place and get all that stuff going none of that happened You see here all of this pile of everything here. This this is my 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 taxes in progress. Um, All of those stacks of receipts that I got to go through and do maths uh, with with Mrs. Boss's calculator here. Uh, That's that's on the docket for today. And and Mr. uh, Mr. Snob, uh, you could you could show up unannounced at the house. I think I think you'd you'd I think you'd be okay showing up at the house (laughs) if I if I have a hint that you're coming. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I I spent most of last week uh, trying to do some things around here to get caught up and the, the circumstances being what they are. I didn't manage to do much. Although, I did get I did the comic book corner is done. That's that's finished. I'm happy with that. I'm satisfied with the with the way that all turned out. I've got all of those metal comic book covers on the walls now and and the the power sign lights up although I got to put a new battery in it. The spinner rack is in place. Everything is over there where it should be. And I'm happy with it. So that that part I've accomplished. And yeah, somebody mentioned the uh, the D7, the Klingon D7. Um, that actually, the one that you can see in the camera shot there next to the Enterprise. So we got the Enterprise hanging from the rafters. We got the Reliant up here, and that one, that one there behind the Enterprise. That's an that's a katinga class battle cruiser. That's the one from the movies. And if I spin the camera around just a little bit and knock things over, you can see there, there is the D7. So I do have both. And I also do have, although I haven't, I haven't hung it up, I need to finish them. I have a Romulan Warbird from Next Generation <coughs> that's pretty much done. I just need to hang it. I have a DS9 runabout, and I have absolutely no idea where the, uh, where the decals are so it's not finished it's painted but it's not finished and i have an enterprise d and i have a, an original series enterprise that's not in very good shape those nacelles i okay look all due respect to amt i love what they did and and the the first the first models of the enterprise you know, AMT put these things out, and it just blew up, and and I think set the precedent for models and miniatures from other franchises to come later. But the nacelles on this thing, on all of the models, on all of the all of the enterprise models, whether you're looking at the movie movie edition or the TV, that's always been the weak point. That's the that's the single point of failure. On these things, if you're not careful, it just snaps. And I gotta, I gotta fix mine. But yeah, I have a Romulan Warbird, and I have a, uh, I have a an Enterprise D, and I think I've got a Voyager. Now that I think about it, it's, I, I, it's still in the box. I think I don't even think that I've started on that one. I've had these things for years. Some of them I've had since college, which was a while back. <clears throat> oh, speaking, I was speaking of. Oh, uh, I I will I will mention this because of the uh, because of the nature of what we're talking about here. I ran across an item on eBay because somebody had posted it over on on Facebook. Uh, any any of you that are interested, let me let me throw this up here so you can see. Any of you that are interested, this is over on eBay. This is the unused deleted scene uniform that Stephen Collins wore as Matt Decker, as uh, as Will Decker from Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Now you'll notice. This is not the uniform we see him wearing in the movie. This is the this is the cream tan beige color uniform that he had on in deleted scenes. And he there's there's some there's some footage there's some stuff I and mean, you see here in this in this photograph I'd never noticed before he's in he's not in his silver uh, uniform. This is uh, an unused jumpsuit, uh, and it's on eBay right now for thirty six hundred dollars. And I have an anniversary coming up in July, and we here at the at the at the station here we we at the magazine we have a a birthday coming up in three days. We're going to be fourteen. <coughs> I'm just I just say you guys want to take up a collection, I would not I would not object. But I ran across that this morning. So the stone martin weasels are in full force. I have to talk to my hosting company. I've got to talk to my IT people. I've got to talk I I got to figure this stuff out. <clears throat> and I had all of these plans. Uh, how is it unused if you were it's unused because it didn't actually make it into the movie. I'll, I'll, I'll clarify. It was not used in the movie. He wore it for some footage that they shot that didn't make it into the film. I imagine that film, I imagine there's a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the film, given how chaotic and, <sighs> given how chaotic that production was. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me to find a whole nother film on the floor. If you want to know more, I recommend the books. These are the voyages by Mark Cushman. Uh, They're they're very. um, Informative, let's say, uh, because of all of the stuff going on in the background behind the scenes. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> so yeah, so 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 the the website is offline at the moment and something in the WooCommerce plugins are interfering with everything else. Now, this comes after I get an email saying that my website's database and I'm not sure how all of this works, but I got an email saying my database is over its limit. It's limited to 2 gigabytes. I'm over my 2 gigabytes limit, and so therefore some things on the website might not work. Okay, well here's this little piece of code that you can put here in this box, and it'll start kind of self-cleaning and monitoring whatnot and all that. But you can't put it in if you're over the limit. So I gotta delete something off the database and I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Remember that. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I have to delete something off of the database that operates the, the the website, but now I can't get into the website to do anything. So yeah, that was that was how the week started uh last week. We had we had all sorts of things, you know, last minute errands that had to be run and um Paid gig jobs that came up that took me out of the office and it's uh, there's there's a phrase man man plans God laughs and I don't God God doesn't laugh at us he doesn't take humor uh, he doesn't find humor in our frustrations or anything but I do think that the that the overall concept where we have we have these things, what we want to do. We have these plans and schemes and, and designs on how we're, how we're going to go about life. And a lot of times it doesn't work quite the way we anticipate. And it's in those times where you kind of get a better sense of yourself. How do you handle this? How do you deal with this? Speed bump or diversion or detour or roadblock or what whatever challenge comes up. and I have to admit that there are times I get a little what's the word? I get very annoyed. And when things happen in sequence, more than one thing over next to the next to the next, my my annoyance, Factor kind of compounds, and there, <laughs> there are times, uh, there are times it's probably not good to be in the same room with me just because I'm so just... <laughs> yeah a little say just you know it's one of those things it's a it's a test of character right this is this is an ongoing Kobayashi Maru for me I tell you there are certain things that I know are not going to go my way. And then there are things that I'm like, well, it'll go my way or it doesn't go my way, and we'll just kind of figure it out. <laughs> and it's been very productive for me to adopt the policy of abort or pivot. And it started off, that's that's how this when we brought this site back in, in 2019, uh, that was the that was the operating mode. A border pivot. This isn't working. What do we do? Do we change it? Do we kill it? Do we do something else? Do we just kind of adjust? <clears throat> and I've been able to kind of take that and ad- adapt it for other things outside of work. It's, okay, well, this this didn't work. Let's try something else. This doesn't work. Let's do this. And, and so far, I have not been able to pivot into anything that says the potatoes are going to grow. Um... One of these days, I'm going to get really good-sized russet potatoes. That's, that's, a, that's a life goal for me, is potatoes. <clears throat> and as I get older, my life goals change. And I remember I had a, I had a conversation with my kid the other day. He finally, he finally deigned to call me, and we spoke on the phone for a little bit. First time since May. And uh, he's he's kind of giving me business about the fact that I don't make movies anymore. Well, that's what you wanted to do. That was your dream. That was your passion. Well, those things change. And as I get older, you know, there are certain things that are not as important as they once were. And it's a pivot. I'm not making movies. I'm I'm doing this I'm a, I'm a talk show host <clears throat> among other things and I'm having fun with this for the most part although, although I keep seeing things that tempt me into pivoting once more into politics <clears throat> I'm not doing it yet <clears throat> for me is still around uh is still is still available for registering the dot com, so wait what? As, okay, so Mazer says as a diabetic, potatoes are now a giant no no. And me says as a Jason, potatoes are now a giant no no. What? That doesn't make any sense. Mrs. Boss making nonsense in the in the chat. It's uh yeah. <sighs> well, yeah. All right, so let me say hi to everybody. Dave's in the chat, Death Angel, Shadow, Mazerus. Uh, I saw Cam in there, Sci-Fi Snob. Mrs. Boss is there. Matt Aween's there. Uh there. Good to see all of you with us today. I don't see anybody in the chat over on Twitch or Odyssey yet, but uh, Bianca Fights the Zombies could show up over on Odyssey uh, is, where, uh, is where I usually see that name. Um I'm not a potato. I'm not a potato. I d- I have I have grown potatoes successfully once. They were very very small. So it's technically a success. Not really a success. Speaking of not really a success, Shazam. Shazam 2. Not a success. It's a mess. Although it's one of those things where uh you have uh the money uh not coming in and underperforming in both uh domestic and overseas. Uh it's doing abysmally in China. Uh thirty, I think it's the thirty point five. Hi Keeley, good to see you. At thirty point five million here in the United States. When the original projections were 35 to 40, and this is uh, what $150, $180 million film, it's got to clear something like $450 million to to break even. It's not going to do it. It's not going to do it now. See, the thing about it is, and I want to, I've, I've got a note in to Paul de to see if I can get him in here to talk about that this week, hopefully tomorrow. <coughs> but it's, it's a, I think we're looking at a confluence of different things, kind of a perfect storm. You've got, uh, you've got some bad movie fatigue. You have maybe a little superhero fatigue, but I don't think, I don't think we've hit superhero fatigue saturation yet. But you've also got the, the knowledge out there that the flash is a reset button. And all of this stuff is going to go away, and it's not going to matter. So why should I even bother to go see the movie? And I think we're seeing some of that as well. So yeah, I don't know. I, it may be franchise fatigue. It may. I mean, this thing with with Zack Snyder doing his thing uh, at in, at the end of the month is just dumb. Uh, it's it it's salt in the wounds like why why do you want to poke that bear? The Snyderverse people are not all of them, but there is a certain group, a certain subset inside the Snyderverse fans that are just awful and they're entitled Crybabies, really. I mean, not not all of them. Not all of them. It's like any group you get the you get the whiny bears that are that are right there in the middle of everything making noise. Hey, you went my own way. Nobody nobody owes you anything. And the Snyder stuff wasn't that good. It just wasn't. I, 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 I Henry Cavill got shortchanged absolutely, and we could we could do a whole show on actors who didn't. Get to do what they were promised. John Boyega is in that. Billy D. Williams is in that. Henry Cavill's in that. You know, so there, there, there's all sorts of of actors who didn't get their shot uh, the way they should have. But directors too. Uh, we were talking about this last night on uh, on on Culture Casinos channel. The, the fact that. Tim Burton was supposed... He, he Tim Burton was going to do the third Batman movie after Batman Returns. And he was all excited, and he was looking forward to it, and he goes in there and does his pitch in front of the, the studio heads, and they're all just kind of, well, don't you want to do something else? And he knew at that point that it was just kind of done for him, and he walked away from it. Uh, Tom has a good story on that. Uh, you check that out last night. It's, it's okay. The Snyder stuff is okay. Visu- visually... Look, Snyder is a great visualist. He is a a really talented visual artist. He's not a very good storyteller. There is a difference. And... Man of Steel was kind of just... Meh. And Batman vs. Superman was a money grab and it had stuff in it i mean the the whole concept of batman versus superman is lifted from the dark knight returns which you can't do in a movie until you earn that because there is an emotional depth to that fight in that comic book that's based on 30, 40, 50 years of friendship between Superman and Batman. And you don't have that in the movies yet. You haven't established that yet. It's just like when when a certain character shows up in Star Trek Picard after 30 years and you get a payoff to a storyline from 30 years ago. You can't do that just in the span of a season to the next season to the next. You know, if if Picard was brand new, if this was the very first season of a first-run show we've never seen anything having to do with Picard or Next Generation or anything before, and this most recent episode happened, there would not be the emotional impact for for fans uh, that we got because this particular thread 30 years ago so you know you can do that when you have when you have actors that have been playing the, the same character for decades you know William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy and they're doing these 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 stories about You know, Star Trek Six. Have we gotten so old and so in, you know, so set in our ways and everything? And everything. At some point, some of this stuff is kind of meta because you know some of the history behind the scenes and all of these different things. And it was it was one of those things where, you know, it doesn't work if you just drop it on the second movie. If we'd had Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck playing Superman and Batman for, I don't know, five or six or seven films. And this, this ends up being the culmination of a big arc, big like phase thing like Marvel was doing. Then you could do that. You build to it. But they didn't do that. And now you have a completely brand new set of people that are in charge. Not just James Gunn and, and Peter Safran, but up the food chain, you've got Michael DeLuca and Pam Abney up there in charge of, of Warner Brothers Pictures, and every every priority has changed. All of the previous Walter Hamada stuff, Toby Toby Emmerich stuff, all of that stuff is out the window, gone. Now, we got Blue Beetle coming up, and it's an outlier. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen with that one or if it's going to fit in or what what happens next with Blue Beetle. It's an unknown. But Shazam is kind of hanging out there a little orphaned at this point because is it going to be part of the new DC stuff or not? Because not only is it not really kind of in the uh the continuity but it wasn't really directly connected to Snyder and it's a new line title not a Warner Brothers title so is it a DC movie is it going to be considered an Elseworlds title I don't know I'm hoping to get back with uh with Paul and get him on there and we talk about it because because I think there are some implications here just beyond just just the box office, but that has some meaning, and I think the other thing too <laughs> is, excuse me, the other thing too is, uh, well, I could just watch on a stream. Streaming has really done a lot of harm, I think, to the to the box office, because you got the movie theater sitting there going, "We need movies, we need movies." The movie theater industry has said we need at least hundred movies in the theaters this year to survive. Uh, and and as we were talking about last night on culture's uh, uh, stream and he pointed out this is ex- this is existential at this point and that's exactly the word uh, that is that that applies here. The movie theaters are not going to go away altogether, but they are hurting and they're in trouble and a lot of them will go away And that would be a shame. Alright, I'm gonna take a real quick break. We we'll get back. I'm Just more complaining. If you unsubscribe to our podcasts, our legion is doomed. This is sci-fi for me radio. So, um, <laughs> it's funny that you should ask that. It's a great question. That is an awesome question. When you need to know. Count on Sci-Fi For Me to be there asking all of the questions. It's a good question. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. I don't think I answered any of your questions. I'm bringing you news and opinion from all over the web. Sci-Fi For Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Good morning, multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 central, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. pile just gets bigger. All the stuff. All the stuff that's got to get done. Uh, Mrs. Boss, we uh, talked about Discord. Mrs. Boss posting a photograph of the calculator uh, which she says is almost 15 years old. And I'm waiting for all of this in the Batcave. I'm waiting for all of this to collapse. I just am this just because that's how it goes, everybody. Welcome back. We're live from the bunker. I am had my fill. I it's it's not it's not a bad this is not a bad week so far this week. But I am recovering. From a couple of days off site because Friday night we had loadout for the WWE uh, wrestling and then Saturday night loadout for Blake Shelton. And this is part of my stagehand work where I go into the arenas and we pull all of this stuff out and pack it all up into the trucks and and everything else. And I tell you, Friday night, the WWE loadout was the worst WWE loadout that I have done. We've done a few because WWE will come in here to the arena and they'll televise their show and they'll come in here. And and Friday night, it was a mess. It took much longer than it should have. It did. Which means I was got home later than I should have. <clears throat> and of course, Friday night is usually when I'm doing the last minute prep for Good Morning Multiverse for Saturday morning fortunately we had done uh, most everything that we needed to get done and so uh, it was it was okay but I'm still feeling it uh, lots of lots of ibuprofen and tylenol over the weekend and, and a lot of coffee and I know so people are saying that drinking coffee is racist i i drink coffee I don't care about your skin color I do care. I do I do care about you as a customer. That's what I care about. I care about you as an audience member. I care about you as a listener, you as a viewer, you as a reader to the .com which is not working right now. I care about you as a customer of this brand. And that's the other thing that annoys me. You know, I mentioned you know stone martin weasels and other annoyances. There are some, uh, there are some channels, some websites that are okay. It's it's fine that you're going to go this route. It's fine that you're going to take. You know, this is the this is the play you're going to make. This is the bit you're going to lean into. This is the shtick you're going to do. But I was watching a video from Lauren Chan. About the D and D movie, and everybody's making a bunch of assumptions about this D and D movie being woke. I'm gonna say it's not woke. Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves is not woke. It is being marketed badly. It is not what the trailers present. It's 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 a it's a fantasy action comedy. In that order, the comedy is in there, but it's organic and it's there and it's okay and it's fine. This is not a comedy with action. It's an act. It's a fantasy action film with comedy. And it works. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I can't. I can't wait to talk about it because there's one thing in particular that I really, really, really want to talk about because it was so much fun to see. But I don't want to. Sp- toilet But Tim and I went and saw it for, uh, Thursday night and we both had a good time. see this is the thing it's, it's not it's not a grand sweeping epic like the Lord of the Rings. It's not that it's not high fantasy. but one thing. About this movie. And is the most important thing. About this movie. It entertained me. And it entertained me. Without preaching at me. Without lecturing me. Without going over the top. And saying hey look. Here's Michelle Rodriguez. She's a badass female woman. Didn't do any of that. If if you let me let me put it in this way. All right. So let's let's take the team that we've got in the D&D movie and the A team just to give you some compare and contrast to kind of set this up, because Chris Pine's character is getting dinged in a lot of the coverage. I know Bounding in the comics was really bad about it. I look it, it. not everything is woke. And if you, if you sit there, and I've, I keep saying this, and I want to keep saying this, I'm going to ring this bell I don't know how many times. We have got to not jump to conclusions that something is going to be bad, that something is going to be woke, something is going to be ideologically driven, just simply because one person says one thing in an interview. Chris Pine's character is not emasculated. And for whatever reason that, 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 that they said that, that's not in the movie. Chris Pine's character's name's Edkin. I'm not going to get too, too detailed and in the weeds with his, but his arc drives the entire story. And he has a beginning. He's got a past. He's got a beginning, a middle, and an end arc. And you see that progression. Yes, there are a couple of things in there that are a little bit predictable. But it's predictable because you know the tropes of that kind of movie. Not because the movie is telegraphing this is what's going to happen because it's badly written. It's written pretty well. It holds together pretty well. Star-Lord... You know, that's that's not a bad comparison, uh, Death Angel Shadow. from uh, He's effectively the D&D equivalent of Star-Lord from Guardians of Galaxy. Kind of? <clears throat> um, yeah, and I know what about the... See, I don't know that the writers actually said it's woke. They said, you know, I've always looked for a way to emasculate the hero. They didn't do that. I think they're making a joke. I think they were trolling. Um... It, 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 that's a guess on my part this thing's not woke and Michelle Rodriguez and all of all of the character all of the main characters the team that he puts together all of them get their own stuff to do and they each get their time on screen without diminishing the other characters. It's an ensemble. And yes, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez are front and center, but you also have the other characters that's part of this thing, and they're all... So so to put the A-team analogy in on it. So the A-team, you got four guys. You have Hannibal Smith, the brains, and the shapeshifter. He's the guy who has all the disguises. You have Templeton Peck, the face man, who's the talker. He's the, he's the pretty boy that's out in front, and he's the one who runs the scams. You have... B.A. Barakas, the muscle, the mechanic, the guy who makes things go. And then you have Howlin' Mad Murdoch, the crazy one, the pilot. So those are your four A-team characters. Now, we're going to mix and match a little bit here. Edgen, uh, what does Tim think about the movie? Tim was entertained as well. Tim and I both liked it. And, and... There is accessibility in this film for both people who know Dungeons & Dragons intimately, played it forever. And there's accessibility for people who kind of have a fair to Midland understanding of D&D. I kind of know it, but, you know, I've heard of it. And then you have accessibility for people who have absolutely no idea anything about what D&D is ever. This film works on several levels. Anybody can go in there and have fun watching this movie and you don't have to have this, this encyclopedic, esoteric book of knowledge about what D&D is to be able to appreciate this movie. Which is good. <coughs> now, we mix and match the A-Team analogy. Here's, here's what we do. Edgen which is Chris Pine's character. Let me let me pull up let me pull up names so I can I can get this right. So Edgen, which is Chris Pine's character, he's he's the leader of the group. He puts the group together and he says, "I've got a plan." And the 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 idea is he's he's it's a it's a rescue. It's a rescue heist. I'll put it that way. I don't want to get too too far into it. Cause I don't want to spoil it. I want you to see it. I want you to go see it. So Edgin puts this group of adventurers together. <clears throat> Michelle Rodriguez is Olga, and you have uh, Justice Smith as Simon, and you have Sophia Lillis as Doric. They're they're the four main char- characters. Uh, and yes, both our in house Siskel and Ebers liked it. We both we both enjoyed this movie. The owlbear even works. Uh, the CG is pretty good. Uh, there's a couple of places where the owlbear kind of gets crunchy, but it's not, it's not. it doesn't take you out of the film. <coughs> so Edgin is Hannibal Smith in terms of the, of the leader of the group. He has the plan. And what happens if that plan fails? We'll have a plan B. He actually sounds like me. Cause in, in in those cases, sometimes you remember when I've said always have a plan B and be ready to implement plan C. He doesn't say that word for word, but he kinda does. I like him. He's got a history. And I, everybody's seen him with the little ukulele in there. And it was like, oh, they're going to turn him into a clown. No, he's not a clown. There's a reason. And once people have seen this, I have a question that I need asked, answered. <coughs> it has to do with something in Dungeons and Dragons that goes all the way back to, I think, path, is it Pathfinder. Pathfinder. So, something from way back, but it's like nineteen ninety seven or something like this. And I have a question. Oh, Pathfinder is piezo. There's a, it, I, I looked it up this morning, and I can't remember now what it was. Um, but there's a. There's a. Anyway, all right. Let me let me get back to this part. Let me get back to the eighteen part. <clears throat> Edgin is also face man. Because he's the pretty boy. He's the handsome one. He's the the one out in front. He's the talker. You know, Holga doesn't do very much talking. <clears throat> it's brother-sister dynamic between those two. It's also kind of good cop, bad cop dynamic. He's the one who's going to, let's let's talk our way out of this. She's B.A. Barakas. No question about it, she's B.A. But it's not done in a way that diminishes Edgin. I'll be clear about that. <clears throat> then you have Simon. Simon is the wizard, the sorcerer, the magic the magic wielder. <clears throat> and he's kind of Helen Mad Murdoch in that he's got not really mental hang ups, self confidence hangups. Self-confidence hang-ups. He's in his own head too much for his magic to work very well. It's not it's not a it's not a perfect analogy. But he's kind of the screw up out of the group. The the worst screw up out of the group. Then you have Doric, who is a tiefling shapeshifter. So she's the disguise. She's got Hannibal's disguises. And it all works. They all, you know, they all have a thing to do. They all have a, a, a part to play in the plan. And then you've got Hugh Grant as Forge, as the, as the villain of the piece. <clears throat> and he's a con man. And he's leaning into the con man. And you know he's lying. And he knows you're lying. And he knows that you know he's lying. And it's, everybody knows that he's lying. And then you have the real villain of the piece. And a bigger threat that's part of this overall story that could be more in a sequel type of stuff and whatever this may be. But it works. It's a good movie. It's fun. That's the key. It's fun. It really does feel, because Tim and I were talking about it afterwards, and I said, it really does feel like, <clears throat> you know, the movies of the 80s and 90s, Krull, Conan the Barbarian, um, <clears throat> Beastmaster, Sheena, that, that tone. Maybe the, the other Dungeons & Dragons movies. That tone with a, with a healthy budget. The CG, you know the, the visual effects have gotten better over the years. But the story holds up and it kind of feels like the guys writing it sat down with a bunch of different play you know a bunch of different RPG modules and said, okay, what do we want to do? And let's game this out And then maybe they played a few rounds of things and said, okay, this works. we could use this and we put this here and that goes there. And what happens if we do this? And at one point I looked over at Tim and I said, you know, at some point, some dungeon master said, "Oh, you think you're gonna get this but no some some dungeon master went Teehee, and hopefully you know the moment when you see it because <clears throat> it's i I really want to talk about this one thing and i don't I don't want to spoil it it's a, and it's not a story thing it's not a story element it's something that happens in the story and it's just a fun bit but it's <sighs> hilarious to me that they did this and I can't talk about it yet but we have have to stop jumping to conclusions we might get some pretty good exercise jumping to conclusions but at some point we jump off a cliff we've got to be careful about that because these snap judgments can get you into trouble and you've got to be careful about that we don't want to turn into the other side. We don't want to turn into the, the, the name-calling cry-bully keyboard warriors that we're trying to fight. And there's a danger of that in some websites and some YouTube channels. say, Cameron Pasha has written about this over in his Patreon. He's like, there are some YouTubers that are just doom and gloom no matter what. And you look at some of the stuff that's happening over at Disney, some of the stuff happening at Lucasfilm. Cameron says on the inside, from what he's hearing, there are some changes are coming. There are some improvements that are on the way. There are things that are going to get better, but there are some people that just don't want to hear that. Because good news doesn't get the clicks. That's one of the reasons why this channel hasn't grown the way it probably could have if I'd leaned into the hate bait and the rage bait and the. You know? <coughs> one thing I will make a note of, and Death Angels mentions the OGL stuff with Watsy. I don't know what the significance of this is or if it's even significant. It might not be. It could just be this is how the contract's shaped up, where the rights live. But in the credits, and I'm not spoiling anything, in the credits, it says, based on Hasbro's Dungeons & Dragons. And I kind of cocker spangled on that. I went, huh. I wonder why they did that. And I looked over at Tim. I said, did you notice that? He's like, what? I said, they said Hasbro's Dungeons and Dragons. Not Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons. Hasbro's Dungeons and Dragons. And I thought, that's interesting. I wonder why they did that. I would really like... To have somebody explain to me why they did that. Was that an option? Did they choose to do that for marketing reasons? Is there an ownership thing that says if you're going to do a movie, you know, media rights and those? Hasbro's Dungeons Dragons. I'm going to sit and stew on that one for a little bit. I'm curious about that. Because if Hasbro is selling E1, which is the studio that made this movie, and they are, they're in the process of selling E1, this is the last movie that will be an E1 production from Hasbro. They're selling it. But what if there's other things they're getting ready to sell? What if, I don't know, I, I'm i spitballing here. I have no information on this at all. This is pure speculation on my part. But what if Hasbro has seen all of this mess with the OGL and how Watsi has handled it and finally decided that they're going to take some people out behind the woodshed And, Kyle, you've said some really stupid things. We're taking over. What if Hasbro has designs to fold Dungeons & Dragons into Hasbro and get rid of WotC? I'm not saying that's happening. I am just throwing that idea out in the universe but wouldn't that be something? But yeah, the the credits on the movie says Hasbro's Dungeons & Dragons. Which is very, very strange. Anyway, all right. Be watching the socials. Uh, If Paul is going to be here tomorrow, we will let everybody know. So connect with us over on the social media channels. There are 10 different places where you can find us. Just search for Sci-Fi for me. And uh, you can get on the Discord. You can sign up for the newsletter. There is the Subscribe Star account where you can send us money. And there's also, you can also send us tips through the, um, through Odyssey. And I think we get to keep most of that. Whereas over on YouTube, <clears throat> they take 55%. But that's okay. We'll take what we get. Anyway. All right. It, well, it says, as Hasbro it doesn't matter what it's called as people in charge. I see. and But the fact that they've said Hasbro's Dungeons and Dragons now makes me wonder who's do, who's in charge now. Because. Kyle Brink said some really stupid things in some interviews and there's been blowback and the whole OGL thing. Uh, again, I don't know. But if somebody at Hasbro said we're taking over, y'all have screwed this up. I don't know. Yeah, and I know Hasbro CEO came from Watsi. I see, and it, that's it, it. Could be nothing. It it could just be this is how the contract reads. I don't. I like I said. I'm just I'm just throwing the idea. I'm just throwing the question out there because it was weird. It was weird. Because way back, I had speculated, when they when they promoted the Watsi guy to CEO Hasbro, I said then, what if they're keeping him and they're going to sell Watsi? What if they like what he's doing, but they don't like any of the rest of these people and they're going to sell, sell Wizards of the Coast? Because they're selling E1. I'm just saying, Hasbro's Dungeons & Dragons is not something I was expecting to see. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> Back tomorrow. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Lively chat. Good to see all of you. And uh, we'll do this all again tomorrow. Don't forget H two O podcast tomorrow night. And we have uh, Ranker Pit on Thursday night. Full 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 slate of schedule this week. Good morning, multiverse, Saturday morning. We just had a foreign bodies on Saturday. So uh, our first, our first uh, travel to India, Mrs. Walker and Mr. Harvey looking at some movies from there. So go check that out if you are a horror fan. <clears throat> Join us on Discord, and we will be back to do this all again tomorrow. Remember, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of sci-fi4me.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi for Me Radio.